What's up and welcome into a fresh Locked on Bulls. I'm Matt Peck. That's Big Dave. Up ahead on today's show, some bad news last Friday. The Bulls announced that second-year power forward Patrick Williams suffered a severe ankle sprain uh, during some basketball activities, volunteer activities. What does that mean? Also, a quick update on Kobe White's injury status as we begin training camp tomorrow. And on the back end of the show, we will touch on the latest addition to the Bulls training camp roster, a standout All-Big Ten player by the name of Daniel Oturu. That's all next Mm. on Locked on Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome to Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host Big Dave at BOW, B-A-W-L Sports. You can follow us at Locked On Bulls. Shoot us an email, LockedOnBulls at gmail.com. And that text and voicemail line is always there for you, Bulls fans, at 331-979-1369. So as I said in the intro, today's show, we're talking the Patrick Williams Ankle injury, bummer news there as we begin training camp this week. Quick update on Kobe White, and then we will get to the latest addition to this Bulls training camp roster, Daniel Oturu. First, Mm -hmm. though, Dave, how are you on this brutal Bears Monday? Are you doing okay? We watched the game together yesterday, and uh, I I still haven't shaken it off. What about you? You know, I took a nice shower, you know. (laughs) moisturized, you know, got myself feeling right, you know what I mean, feeling good, and I still sat down, and I still feel like I did yesterday. I just, I, I feel terrible. Uh, I feel bad for Justin Fields. I feel bad for Bears fans everywhere that we have to put up with this trash. Uh, the new guard packs is, is really what I call them. I'm, I'm mad we got to put up with this, man. I am. That's, it's, that's, that's not a pretty thought. That's not a pretty thought. Um, Nick, but if you, Nick. like myself and like my friend Dave here, are also a diehard Bears fan, in addition to being a diehard Bulls fan, go check out Locked on Bears with our guy Lauren Cox, who does a great yes. job with that podcast. He's yes. got a great episode up already this morning, breaking down what exactly went wrong in that Bears mm-hmm. loss to the Browns yesterday. So Have me on. I want to come on the show. Please have me on. Let me I, yell. Please. I, think, I think Big Dave still needs to vent a little bit more. Oh, God. Oh Lord! Ugh. Start it, man. Let's go. go. It's not. It's not as ugly as that Bears Browns game yesterday. But bad news hit the Bulls uh, on Friday, or the Bull announced it to us on Friday, that mm. Patrick Williams suffered a quote severe left ankle sprain. Um, mm. This occurred on a optional individual workout on September fifteenth. He mm. will undergo daily treatment until his return. Uh, And this is from a report from our guy, Rob Schaefer. The precise date of that return remains to be seen. A return to the shortest possible end of the team's stated timeline for weeks retroactive to the injury date would see Williams back on October 13th, seven Mm. days shy of the Bulls' regular season opener October 20th. Returning Mm. on the latter end, six weeks could see him back on October 27th, at which time the Bulls will have played their first four regular season games uh lots to break down here dave as far as how this might affect billy donovan's lineup what is your immediate thought on patrick williams and this ankle are you devastated or are you thinking 
Not great, but something we can get through. Uh, I wouldn't say devastated. I was like, damn it. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Really? All of that? Now? Now we going through this again? And then I had to pull myself back, um, especially when I saw – it was just the word severe that I think threw everybody for a loop. We Mm -hmm. saw the word severe ankle sprain. Um, But I had to pull myself back when I saw it was an ankle sprain, uh, when I knew that he was at the Chicago Sky game uh, yesterday and nobody noticed anything (laughs) was different or wrong with him. Right. And it Um, didn't appear that he was wearing a boot or a cast of any kind. No, No crutches. Exactly. Like there's video of him out there now golfing, you know what I'm saying? At the right. golf range and things that. like that. So yeah, that, that gave me, you know, credence to just relax a little bit. And also I was full going into panic mode because when I heard four to six weeks, I immediately was like, Oh my God, it's going to be like 10 games. He's going to be out of here. Like, man, what are we going to do? And then they said, no, it started last week. And that's why they gave the four to six week assessment starting from last week. So like you just said, um, if it's the four weeks, he'll be back before the season begins. If it's the six weeks, he'll miss about four games that I wasn't. Then I calmed down. (laughs) I was like, okay, that's not too bad. You know what I mean? And the fact that he's still upright and he's still walking, I won't have to see him on the scooter uh, in media day or anything like that. That 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 gave me made me a little more not worried about this. RIP campaign. Um, yeah, look, I, I I had the same reaction you did, which was like I, I saw that tweet come across my uh, Twitter alerts, and I was like, really? Like, <laughs> really? We're so excited for training camp and a fresh bull season with all these new pieces. We're excited to see what Patrick Williams can do in year two, uh, a expected starter along with this new-look team with Vooch, DeRozan, Zach, Lonzo, and especially talking about the concern of what this Bulls will this Bulls team will look like on the defensive end, mm-hmm. uh, at least while they're sorting things out uh, to to begin the season with all these new pieces, I was I was feeling okay knowing that like okay Patrick Williams is out there and he's going to be playing defense and he's going to be guarding our opponent's best player every night pretty much just like he did as a rookie, and now the missed time of training camp and mm-hmm. running five on five in training camp and seeing what exactly is going to be the best way for Patrick Williams to optimize his defensive specialties in a starting five that is not super talented on the defensive end, and now missing the entirety of training camp. Because, again, remember, Patrick Williams was drafted in the year of COVID when the NBA was shut down. He didn't get summer league as a rookie. He didn't get a normal full-length training camp, and now in year two, he's pretty much going to miss the entirety of training camp just gone so that is concerning to me and then of course big dave the question shifts to assuming you know hopefully knock on wood four to six weeks he'll be back maybe even before the season but if not shortly thereafter Mm -hmm. what what do you do building chemistry in training camp with a starting five that now does not include patrick williams where does billy donovan go does he maybe shift DeRozan to the four? Because he played a lot of four with the Spurs. Almost 70% of his minutes with the Spurs, he played at the four. Do you maybe try and get some more defensive talent back, back into that starting five and slide Troyer into the three? Do you go with Caruso? Where do you think Billy Donovan should go when it comes to getting a, a, a non-Patrick Williams cohesive unit starting five through training camp? Now, I kind of saw that side of it a little more positively. Uh, when I looked at it, I looked at the fact that the Bulls do have options. Uh, and we talked about their wing depth 
and we talked about how many players they have at that. These six between six, nobody's under six what six four on this team, yeah. pretty much. So they have a lot of depth at that wing position and guys that can cheat at the four, even if they're not just solid fours. You know, I'm talking about guys like Alize and Stanley Johnson who are like, yeah, they can play the four. You can mm-hmm. cheat with guys like you said about Troy Brown Jr. or like you said, run a three guard lineup, which Billy Donovan does like to run. Uh, you run those three-guard lineups with Alex Caruso out there, too, uh, putting a little more defense out there as well. Because um, I think your point you made about the starting five and the defense is really accurate because although Lonzo Ball, who I think is their second-best defender in that starting five, uh, Patrick Williams is your best defender because he can literally defend all five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. that's the difference. Like, Zoe, I can trust at the one and two. Zach, who I think is the third-best defender, uh, I trust guarding twos. I don't know about threes. If teams are playing smaller three or something like that, maybe. But I like him just guarding the two. Maybe he's improved on that. I don't know. We saw him guarding point guards in Team USA. You know, mm. maybe he's improved on that and stuff like that. But I know for sure Patrick Williams can guard all five of those positions. So that's where it will hurt. Um, yeah, moving the Rose into the four or sliding him over doesn't bother me at all. And this, guys, is the reason why we was like, you need to go get DeMar DeRozan. It's for days and things like this. Like, if Patrick Williams goes down and you don't have DeMar DeRozan, this is a major setback, okay? Mm-hmm. But knowing that you have another star <laughs> there on your team, you're like, okay, guess what? You can kind of lean on you, Mr. DeMar DeRozan. You can mm-hmm. go ahead and get your points. Things will be a little more freed up for you on the offensive end. Uh, but, yeah, but you, you were talking about defensively, but I think those two names you threw out are the two names I had in my head, the Troy Brown Jr. and the, and the Alex Russo. And I think more mm-hmm. so Troy Brown Jr., um, we'll get that that shot, but I can see Alex Caruso getting in there with that three guard lineup because that makes sense, also. Yeah, and maybe Donovan does something where it's a it's a quicker pull for for one of his starting five, right. and he you know he he gets Caruso in you know at at the at the six or seven minute mark of the first quarter or something like that. Um, I just yeah, I I would guess my my main concern is if you do go with the all right, you're sliding in. Troy Brown Jr. or or Caruso or Derek Jones Jr., another name that, that might be involved in, in this Billy Donovan decision while we wait for Pat Williams to come back. If you slide yeah. DeRozan to the four, then the DeRozan-Vooch front court defense, the interior defense of this team is going to be giving me all kinds of panic attacks on a nightly okay. basis until sure. Williams is back. Sure. And you're right, but I, I think actually, Matt, now that you just said that name, because and I forgot I've been talking about him when this happened, that he would be the guy. But yeah, Derek Jones Jr., that that's that's him. You know, that's the guy that you that I talked about, guys you could cheat with at the four and things like that. He's gonna offer you some of that defense because of the athleticism and because of the length that he has, and you know what he can bring you offensively as far as you know his athletic ability. I think he fits in nicely um at that four position uh because i kind of know what i'm gonna get everything else feels even though this is experimental everything else feels really experimental you know what i mean by that like putting derrick jones jr there doesn't feel as oh my god what's gonna happen like i kind of have a sense of okay i kind of got an idea what he might give me and instead of troy brown jr like i don't know (laughs) like what are you gonna be with that i don't know and and this ain't a shot at at, at troy or or alex caruso at all it's just I feel like I know what I'm going to get when Derrick Jones Jr. is in there because you can still kind of run the same way offensively because we looked at Patrick Williams as, what, like that fourth option? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, what, we slide him to a fifth option now? Like, like, right. like okay, like that's that's all right. You know what I mean? That's not a big, you know what I'm saying, change 
uh, right there. And I and I just like Derrick Jones Jr. and he's and he's played that. We saw him in Portland playing in that position as well, uh, especially when he was on the floor with guys like Melo and things like that. So, I can, yeah, I like Derrick Jones Jr. in in that position. I think you could cheat with him in that position, but. Yeah, Billy Donovan is is going to be creative. I, I'm pretty sure of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what we get from the first reports of training camp and and what you know what things look like as far as who's who Billy's running with the ones and who's with the twos. Uh, we'll you know we'll we'll keep everybody updated on that as we learn anything. You know, I'm sure we'll hear about Patrick Williams uh, and their thoughts on his injury when media day happens in just a matter of hours. We're recording this, uh, a little before noon Monday. And, uh, yeah. 2 p.m. media day. Um, all right. So uh, speaking of Patrick Williams' injury, the Bulls did add to their front court depth, at least for training camp roster. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Also got to touch on a Kobe White injury update. First, though, um, it's fantasy basketball time, Big Dave. Everybody's three weeks into fantasy football. Fantasy basketball is right around the corner. Today's episode is brought to you in part by the Sleeper app game picks. In 2018, the fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken, just like the Bears offense. Games were being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. Made no sense. Required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on that Sleeper app. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each of their starters to count towards the team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. The days of losing because your opponent's players simply had more games on their schedule that week than yours are over. The days of mindless daily busy work, over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of that dumb busy work, also over. In game picks, you pick one game per week for each of your players based on things like player matchups, home versus away, opponent's defensive rankings, pace of play, and more. All that adds up to more strategy, less busy work whether you prefer redraft leagues keeper leagues dynasty game picks has you covered sleeper cracked the fantasy baseball a uh, basketball code if you play fantasy football if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily lineups you're going to love game picks download the sleeper app and start a league with your friends today you will not be disappointed guys does this sound familiar to you familiar to you you're sitting down in your nice comfy chair like i am right now you got your snacks right there. You ready to chill out. You ready to sit back and watch the game. And then you say, oh, man, but, you know, I kind of want to look at my show, too, at the same time. Oh, man. Also, you know, I might want to go ahead and look at some highlights while I'm looking at that as well because I went to bed online. So I want to, you know, check out and see how I'm doing out here. Hmm. Only got one remote. Oh, let me get this other remote. Oh, let me get this other remote. Oh, let me call up my friends and ask them his dog's password for the, for the <laughs> Internet and use it like that. Stop. You don't have to do that no more. we got one simple way to get all that entertainment that you love without that hassle, and it is a great way to get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. It brings together your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, your favorite movies, and your favorite shows all in one place. No more of that jungle of remotes. No need to buy another device ever again. And the best part about all this, guys, is no annual contract, okay? So get rid of that clutter. Get rid of that confusion. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more about DirecTV at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, moving along. Uh, In addition to the Patrick Williams uh, sprained ankle, the Bulls released an update on his young teammate, Kobe White. So Bulls... Previous two first-round picks 
are now both entering training camp with injuries, which is a bummer. But there was a little bit of good news when it comes to Kobe White. Bulls said that he is on track um, after getting shoulder surgery to repair an injury he suffered uh, back in July. Um, Expected to make a full return in November, participate in non-contact portions of training camp. A mid-November return for Kobe would mark five months since the injury, Mm. Um, and it was a four to six month timeline when when they uh, first uh, re- revealed that the, he suffered this injury. So mm-hmm. um, it sounds like we could get Kobe back mid November when the Bulls are you know only whatever fifteen or twenty games into their season. Um, mm-hmm. That's encouraging. But like Patrick Williams, you wonder what what Kobe White might be missing out on as far as participating in the actual scrimmaging mm-hmm. elements of training camp the, the the building of team chemistry and especially if Kobe White is expected to be a key part offensively of a second unit for the Bulls this season mm-hmm. how he will you know reintegrate himself into Billy Donovan's rotation while missing out on the entirety of training camp so it's sort of a mm-hmm. little good news bad news because you're like okay he's on track to come mm-hmm. back in mid-November but like I was so I was so frustrated with the Patrick Williams injury news that I was like, I momentarily forgot. I was like, Oh, right. Crap. Kobe's hurt too. <laughs> the two young guys who are like the, the young generation of this mm-hmm. uh, sort of like vets, Zach Levine in the middle in his prime. And then the young guys mm-hmm. are two key young guys are coming into training camp hurt. And that really stinks, Dave. No, it really stinks. And like you said, man, like they're really key. Like the one young guys you're, starting four like locked in no doubt and your other guy is your sixth man no doubt locked in that that's who he is um i i would i could sit here and say it's not gonna hurt you know it'll be all right and everything cool but no it, it'll hurt because it's gonna take some time and some t- time getting used to it as matt so accurately put it it's gonna take some time getting used to you know the pace of play and how they're you know getting together in the chemistry and things like that i will say the one positive thing about it is well two actually one, he's com- you know he's coming off the bench. And mm. when you're coming off the bench, it's it's a little different, as we know. Um, but two, the role that he's going to have is, is key because they're not asking him to do what he did the previous year, which is run the point guard, which is not he's not going to be scheming as much. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to be running the plays and stuff like that. He's going to be more of, of a Vinny Johnson kind of style. Get in, get that ball, you know what I'm saying? Get, get that ball into the bucket will be your main priority. There's anything Kobe White can do, he can put the ball into the bucket and at a very high clip. So that those two things give give me some kind of positivity. But to act like it won't hurt and to act like it won't be affected, it definitely will. Because even though he's not going to be asked to do those kind of schemes, he's still going to have to learn the plays because there's still going to be schemes that he's going to have to learn. You still have to learn what guys need to be. You still mm-hmm. have to, who's going to be your man on the defensive end. The, the terminology. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how it is. You know, it's, it's, you can equate it to like learning a song or something like that, Matt. You know, like, yeah, you know, you can, unless you're in the studio with the guys making the song, it's, it's not going to be as cool for a while. You know what I right. mean? Like, you still got to learn the nuances of how everybody, you know, when they come in on the song, you know, when to drop the beat out, when to do certain things, you still got to be in the studio gathered together. If you just mailed your verse in when it's time to do the song, you might not know, might not feel as comfortable because there's some knowledge that you might be missing when you perform that joint on stage. You know what I'm saying? You still rock it, but it, right. th- it's going to take a couple times of you rocking it to know, oh, okay, so this is where you like it. This is where you have to be. 
So it's the same kind of way, you know what I'm saying, in, in this. And Kobe's going to be okay. He's going to be all right. And like Matt just said, that is really good news that he is on track and to still see him in there smiling, you know, with the new haircut, still looking like he's in shape, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, still looking like he's ready to go. So, yeah, it, it's it's going to suck for a second, though. And I guess, you know, the, the other positive you can take away from Kobe missing, uh, you know, a, a significant chunk of the beginning of the season, it, it is a left shoulder injury. So it's not mm-hmm. his shooting arm. It's, it, mm-hmm. you know, which like that would be a greater concern to me is if you're rehabbing a, a repair, a surgically repaired shoulder in your shooting arm, would that mm-hmm. mess up your shot mechanics in a way that like, okay, yeah, Kobe comes back after missing some significant time to begin the season and then has to get his shot back and like spends his first month or two ice cold when we know that the most deadly element to his game is a off ball shooting threat. You hope Mm. that he will be able to come back in and find that shooting stroke uh, sooner rather than later. And the fact that it's a non shooting, non shooting shoulder, there's a tough one um, is, is I think, some I, I guess a, a positive to look at yeah um but you know again it's it's uh it's interesting to say we, we've got a, our full first bulls preseason game october 5th eight eight Woo! days from now dave Woo! eight days from now we've got bulls preseason Woo! basketball let's yes. all remember as we watch preseason basketball one yeah it's preseason calm down and two number one two of the biggest pieces of donovan's rotation one of his starters and maybe at when healthy, the first guy off his bench or second guy mm-hmm. off his bench are not going to be there. So, mm-hmm. you know, everybody just cross your fingers and hope that both of these Patrick and Kobe uh, rehabs go well, continue to stay on track and, you know, we'll get them in when we get them in, but it's definitely uh, a damper on the excitement of, of media day today and training camp starting tomorrow. But there is something interesting and exciting. Speaking of training camp beginning, we've got yet another player to talk about that the Bulls front office added um, just uh, yesterday, I believe, Dave. Uh, before yes. we do that, though, do you want to tell our listeners about the delicious protein bars that taste like candy bars? Oh, these are Matt Peck approved. He loves a built bar, and you will too. Why? Because they're good for you, because Matt likes to drink V8 every once in a while because it's good for him. But no a built kale bar, these built bars. No kale. No kale. No kale in the built bar. So no worm issues you have to worry about in a built bar, okay? It's going to be delicious flavors, and it's going to be healthy. That's what you're going to get. And Matt's run down the plethora of flavors they have. The double chocolate, the mint brownie, the cherry barcia, the coconut, the orange, the cookies, the cream, the German chocolate, and so on, so on, and so on. You know what your favorite flavor is? Do you know what your favorite flavor is? Because I know what my favorite flavor is. So I need you to know what yours is, too, man. Send it in. I actually like to know. Yeah, do that. Send that in the bill, but I like to know your favorite flavor. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180, four to five grams of sugar, and only four or five grams of net carbs. So when you can see somebody sitting around and you're like, what are you doing? Eating snacks all day. No, you're taking care of yourself. How dare they talk to you like that? You're taking care of yourself because you're eating some delicious Bill Bars. Now, you order today, and guess what? You can get the Grasshopper Cookie. Just for ordering today, y'all, you can get that. Or you get the raspberry. You know what? It's your choice. It's your world. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. I'm going to say they're in shape. That's just my opinion. And they fuck with Built Bar. They rock with Built Bar, ladies and gentlemen. So go to BuiltBar.com, use that promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order at Built.com. I want some Built Bars now. 
Yummy, yummy built bars. Um, all right, Dave, lastly on the agenda for this episode. Uh, yesterday, uh, our old friend Malika Andrews, formerly of the Chicago Tribune, Ooh, now kicking butt out. over at ESPN. Shout out to her. She's getting the new ESPN Daily NBA talk show, uh, uh, replacing Rachel Nichols. So congrats to Malika. She mm. reported this first of anyone yesterday. The Bulls rounding out their training camp roster by picking up Daniel Oturu, who had been waived by Memphis as a part of that trade, uh, the Clippers-Memphis trade, where Bledsoe goes to the Clippers. I think Rondo was in that Memphis deal, whatever else. Um, that he gets waived by Memphis. He's available. The Bulls add him to their training camp roster, and that is the official list. He is the, the, the last person to enter training camp. Uh, a little bit of background on Daniel Oturu here, Dave. Second round draft pick in 2020 from the Minnesota Timberwolves, who probably watched him closely because he was an all Big Ten player at Minnesota uh, in his collegiate career. Only played 30 games, uh, no starts for the Clippers last season uh, and only averaged five and a half minutes per game. So not a ton of run, um, but a guy who I think based on what we saw in limited time with the Clippers last season and his resume his body of work at minnesota in college is a nice little flyer for the bulls especially when you consider the patrick williams ankle injury that we just learned about bulls adding some front court depth and a little bit of potential insurance for patrick williams and that front court that is a little bit short right now the bulls technically do have a roster spot available because of some of the other guys they added at the back end of the summer are on non-guaranteed contracts so maybe uh daniel oturu gets in there and, and earns himself the final spot. I, I would be surprised. I think, you know, Alizé Johnson is still the favorite to take yeah. that final spot. Maybe mm-hmm. Oturu gets a two-way contract. We'll see. But a guy who's 6'8", with a wingspan of 7'2", who can play certainly power forward, but also play some spot minutes at center. Um, yeah. Some might even say the center is his more natural position despite being 6'8". Yeah. But the, the guy's got some bounce. The guy block shots like crazy, averaged two and a half blocks per game his his final season at Minnesota. Uh, mm-hmm. And in that final season of Minnesota, also 20 points and 11 boards per game. This mm-hmm. guy is is a nice little pickup uh, off the waiver wire for the Bulls who who need another body in the front court in training camp. Yeah, and he's, he's you know, I love a goon, Matt. Uh, he strikes me as that. Uh, and he's a guy who plays defense. Uh if you watched him, and it's not like I've watched him during the season a lot, but I, I saw him in the summer league. But if you watched him in the summer league, he, man, he could, he was having some awesome games defensively. Like, I was really impressed just at how he moved his feet. You know, I was really looking at that. And because for a guy that's 6'8 and like 240, like what mm-hmm. Matt said, a 7'2 wingspan, to be able to move his feet like he did against those fours and those fives, and then get up to block your shot because he has those real long arms. I was I was honestly impressed with that. So I'm glad he's getting a shot. Um, this is what preseason is for. You know what I'm saying? This is what it's for, guys, to to see if this guy is not only worthy of being on your team, but even worthy, Matt, of like putting on the Windy City Bulls, you know, mm-hmm. if, if they need to bolster that up a little bit like that. Give him that chance right there as well. So I'm going to be watching him. It's going to be interesting seeing him because, with like you said, with the pa- Patrick Williams injury, things kind of opened up, you know, at that position. And so I think all those wings are going to really be playing for time. You know what I mean? Playing for time and a place on this team. So I'm excited to watch that competition in the preseason. And adding Daniel to this just, you know, puts more logs on the fire as far as that uh, competition is concerned. 
Yeah. Um, you know, like again, just it, it's a body for training camp, but a guy who, when you look at his measurements and when you look at what he did first in college and then in his spot minutes for the Clippers is, is a, is a solid flyer. I know Bulls fans maybe had eyes elsewhere as far as what's left on the scrap heap of, you know, guys who hadn't been signed or guys who got waived or cut or whatever, you know, uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson is a name that we kept mm. hearing and kept hearing and kept hearing Bulls fans interested in potentially him as, as, as a combo who could certainly play some minutes at the four, yeah. I just saw a tweet. I can't remember if it was this morning or, or last night. He just signed a contract for some team in Turkey. So it's like, if no NBA team out there was like, yeah, let me get some Rondé Hollis Jefferson, then maybe something's going on. And maybe there's a reason he's going to play mm. in Turkey this season instead of the NBA. Um, mm. But I, I mean, I, I, I don't think necessarily that the Bulls will be so concerned with front court depth in the absence of Patrick Williams, that it will give him uh, Oturu a, a greater likelihood of earning a roster spot. Because again, if all goes according to plan and nothing goes wrong and there are no backtracks, knock on wood, Patrick Williams might be ready to go before they play a single regular season game. Like, Correct. yes, he will miss training camp, but he did get some run in in summer league and he started whatever, like 69 of 72 games or uh, whatever it was last season. So, yeah. yes, he might be a step behind in training camp, but I still think that when Williams is ready, that is a plug-and-play. That's your no starting question. four. No question. So, and, unless, unless there is something, you know, awful that happens yeah. between now and preseason ending and the regular season starting, I, I, I don't see Aturu making this final roster, but yeah. um, but I but I do hope we see him in some preseason games because, yeah. like you, I, I liked what I saw from him in limited uh, spurts with the Clippers, and I want to see what he can do in a Bulls jersey in in preseason. Yeah, like I said, like he's going to be playing for most most important time in the Windy City Bulls. Like like that's really what I see how I kind of see it as uh, playing for time there. If it's if it's worth you know getting on the team because obviously he's not linked to a team right now, which is why he's here with us uh, in training camp. So that's why I'm really interested just to watch it, Matt, because guys know that Patrick Williams is hurt. So guys are going to be playing for something. You know what I mean? Like they really want to get in there and they really want to show, yo, I, I should be a guy that gets time. Yo, maybe you should start me this, you know what I'm saying, these few games if he's going to be out a few games. Maybe you should give me a look. Yo, mm -hmm. I deserve to be on this team. It's really going to be that. And I and I can't wait to see it, honestly. I, I really want to see Stanley. I really want to see Alizé. And and I want to see him. I want I want to see uh the center. I'm gonna I forget his name right now. Uh, Bradley. I want to see Bradley. I want mm -hmm. to see all these guys in there, uh, finding for position. You know what I'm saying? To see if they should have a spot on this team or if they should have a spot uh with the Windy City Bulls, man. Because honestly, I think this is a good time and a good team to be on. Um, I think guys will show that as far as you know how they play. If if this is the team they they really want to be for, uh, because personally I think it is because of the things we've heard and the things we've seen and, you know, what players coach of Billy Donovan is. So mm -hmm. I'm just excited to see that, Matt, at that position, at four and at five, because they do need depth at that, at that right. position. They need depth at that. So, yeah, I'm, it's a training camp guy. I'm just excited that he's getting an opportunity. Um, excited to see what he does on the defensive end. Hopefully he can score a little bit. The game I saw, man, I think he had like 12 points. Um, I can't remember how many rebounds, but he had like four or five blocks. I saw mm -hmm. in the summer league game that I saw. Uh, so I know what he can do defensively uh, and put backs and things like that. So 
yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see. And I hope he makes like the Windy City roster. I hope worst case scenario, he makes that Windy City roster. Yeah, you know, not only I mentioned when we began our conversation about Oturu that he was all Big Ten uh, in his second mm. season with Minnesota. Also, all uh, Big Ten, all defensive team. So like, the mm, dude, there it the is. Dude yeah. plays defense, which is nice. What do you do? The, the one name that you didn't mention that I think, um, you know, we were excited about it. We saw it in summer league, and now it's just been kind of like there's so much, uh, so many other things going on in off season that he's been kind of in the background a little bit. When it comes to competition for minutes in the front yeah. court, especially in the absence of Patrick Williams in training camp, and then probably the absence of Patrick Williams in preseason games, Marco Simonovic, where mm. does he fit into this? Is mm. he better as a second-round pick who just came over after playing professionally overseas? Is he better than a guy like Oturu? Is he better uh, than Alizé Johnson? I mean, probably not, but like compared to Summer League, I want to also see Marco get some significant run in, in in a handful of these preseason games to see, okay, this is step pre, you know, summer league step one, preseason step two. Can he actually carve out a role for himself um in, in regular season games, step three? Mm -hmm. Because right now it's hard to know where Marco is in that mm -hmm. scale of second round draft and stash who came over after playing professionally overseas. Looked pretty good overseas, but it's a different league. Um, you know, you worry about his shot translating all these things, but we know how he ran the floor in, in those summer league games. We like that. We like how aggressive he is. Where is he in the tier of Billy Donovan saying, who can I use in the front court, especially yeah. while Patrick Williams is on the shelf? Yeah, I, I think the reason I didn't bring him up uh, was because I was talking more about the fours and things mm -hmm. like that. I, and I see him as a five. I I've right. never looked at him as a four. Right. But everything you said is, is legitimate and correct. Um, cause nothing is set in stone, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As far as him, like he might be in with, with the Windy City Bulls too, you know, that, that is a possibility. Um, because I think it goes Vooch and then it goes Bradley. So mm -hmm. will he be on that bench? Will he be fighting? He'll be fighting now, uh, uh, Daniel, now that he's in camp, he'll be fighting him for that. Uh, Alizé, he'll be looking at him for that. So guys aren't just going to step to the side, you know what I'm saying? For you. Because you're a rookie and you ain't here and, and, you know, you came in from overseas with with something on you and all that. They're not going to step to the side. No, they're going to try to make this team, too. So I'm you're right. Now that you said that, I'm, I am interested to see it. Like, like because I didn't even I wasn't even thinking about watching him. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'm interested to see it now, Matt, because that's going to be really interesting, man. Will he move up? Can he play good enough to move up and say, you know what, maybe he should get a little more time? Uh, will be, he be getting those spot minutes? You know what I'm saying? As we see Billy Donovan likes to do. You know, with certain guys and things like that, will he be a guy like that? Or will he just be a guy on your bench soaking in stuff, learning? Or will he be down a two-way player? Like, who knows? It's a lot of things, you know what I'm saying, to be answered as far as uh, Marco is concerned, man. And, <clears throat> excuse me, it's going to start in uh, eight days. It's going to start in eight days. All those eight answers. Days. Eight, eight days. days we get Bulls preseason basketball. Which, you know, that's the other thing. I Before we hopped on and we were recording, I was listening to – Matt Nagy's comments, meeting the media at House Hall Monday, which, by the way, was 45 minutes late. Uh, I, I thought for a second that maybe he hopped on a train and, and you know, got out of Dodge because <laughs> of the amount of heat he was about to take. But that's the other exciting part about what comes next. Training camp. So we're recording this, you know, uh, around noonish on Monday, uh, mm. media day, 2 p.m. Central time. 
Uh, so we will record another episode either out tonight or to first thing tomorrow morning, reacting mm -hmm. to everything we hear at Media Day. But oh. unlike getting sick of listening to Matt Nagy or listening to Ryan Pace when he ever actually comes out of hiding and the way that we were sick of listening to John Paxson and certainly sick of listening to anything that you know who had to say. Oh, I, I, I am very much looking forward. Like, yes. Okay. They have to address some bummer news, which is Patrick Williams and Kobe white are both on the shelf, nursing injuries when training camp starts, mm. but there's still going to be, I think in that room, a, a, significant amount of optimism coming mm. from the people asking the questions and from the people answering them because of Ooh. all of the work they put into this offseason and overhauling the roster the way they did and also expectations like that's going to be huge like the media has expectations and they will ask them about those expectations as well you know those guys gonna be there you know joe cali gonna be in there with that you know what I'm saying? You know it. You know he's going to be in there with them questions. Like, okay, let's stop the wedding. Let's stop the party. You know what I'm saying? Let's, oh, let's deal oh, with the cleanup. He's asking about Zach Levine's contract right out of the gate. <laughs> right out of the gate. Right, right out of the gate. You know it's coming, man. Like, But I, I want to hear answers to all these things, man. But it's just going to be really joyous and really happy, Just at least for me, just to see this new team in their uniforms. Knowing that they, it makes it real. I talked about this last time, Matt. Now it, now it becomes real. Today makes it real. And watching them play in preseason will make it just even realer. So, mm -hmm. yeah, this is a big, huge, important day, man, because this is a new start, Bulls fan. This is a brand new start of a team that we have expectations for to be up to take us to the playoffs, man, to give us some exciting basketball this season that Matt and I. And uh, we'll be joining you for it, man. We can't wait. We can't wait to talk to y'all every day, baby, after this. It's going to be fun, man. Got I can't flowers, wait. man. It becomes official. It becomes real. We're going to see DeMar DeRozan in a Bulls jersey. We're going we're to see Alonzo Ball in a Bulls jersey. We're going to see, hopefully, Alex Caruso in a Bulls jersey ah! and a red or white headband. It's oh, happening. I didn't it's even happening. think of that. My brain. <laughs> oh. uh, if he, and he got, he got three options because he got a black one on, too. It's, it's, he got three options, man. I, oh. I don't know. I don't, that might be a, that might be a bridge too far for old Jerry. I don't know. I don't know if he can get away with a black hat, man. Now hold on, guys. Hold on, guys. Hold on now. Hold on. Somebody now. give Joe Kim a comb for crying out loud. <laughs> he's too busy worried about the White Sox winning, man. He's not. He's not concerned no. about any of this. He was, that, he was that happened over the weekend too. Congratulations to your White Sox, Pete. Yes. Uh, Shout out to my White Sox. Where's my hat? Shout out to my White Sox, baby. First of many, baby. First of many. Speaking yeah. Of which, you know, mm. we, we plugged Locked On Bears at the beginning of the show. We'll end the show with a plug for Locked On White Sox uh, with Chris Tannehill and Herb Lawrence. Great guys Herb. who do great work on that White Sox podcast. If you're a White Sox fan, go check out like uh, Locked On White Sox. Big Absolutely. Dave, uh, yes, I'll talk to you soon. Uh, media Day is in a couple of hours. We will react to that on our next episode, uh, but wanted to get out uh, in front of the Patrick Williams news to start out the week. So anything on your mind, Bulls-related, Patrick Williams injury-related, media day-related, hit us up on that text and voicemail line, 331-979-1369. Shoot us an email, lockedupbulls at gmail.com. And, of course, always follow us on Twitter. I am at Bulls underscore Peck. Dave is at BowBAWL Sports. We are at Locked on Bulls. Thanks 
for sponsoring the show today. Sleeper app, DirecTV yeah. Stream, yeah. Uh, and those delicious, delicious Bill Bars. Thanks to y'all for listening. Until next time, for my part of Big Dave, Matt Peck, saying, see red, be good. Peace out. Fire them both. <laughs>